Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. Taz and the Moose with you here on this Wednesday morning. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You've got Mike and Billy across the way, Bogish, with your updates. To 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. Matt Chatham will join us uh, a little later on the program. Uh, Mr. Patriot, Nesson, we'll talk to uh, Chatham and get his thoughts on New England as uh, they are uh, once again... Uh, you're defending Super Bowl champs with their victory over the Rams a year ago, or earlier this year, I should say, uh, in the Super Bowl. With that being said, let's get to it, the campgrounds. Time to go camping, boys and girls. Who better to go sit around the campfire and spitball some football, eat some pork beans, brisket, and throw back some cold ones... And with Taz and the Moose. It's Taz and the Moose. Just talking away. It's all you ever heard. Talking smack since the day they was born. It's Taz and the Moose. Just talking away. It's all you ever heard. Talking smack since the day they was born. All right, Taz. So we start our journey out in Indianapolis at their training camp, right? With um, with Andrew Luck, their star quarterback, coming off a, a calf strain, and uh, we talked about the time, right? Um, that Indianapolis kind of uh, you know uh, took a little bit of, um, I would say, a careful a warning with what happened with Kevin Durant, right? Durant right, had right. a calf injury, comes back for Golden State. Missed a significant portion of the postseason. Comes back in the NBA Finals. First game back, ruptures Achilles tendon. So that's not something you want to have if you're the Indianapolis Colts. So the Colts are shutting uh, Andrew Luck down for a couple of practices. Now Luck has made it perfectly clear uh, that his Achilles tendon is not at risk at all um, or is not at serious risk. So are you a little <laughs> concerned level here? Or how, how big is the concern level around the star quarterback for the Colts? It's starting to build. I mean, you know, when we first heard about it, didn't, you know, after this, when we talked about early in the week, I should say, it didn't bother me as much. But now, I don't know, just, there's more noise about it. And, and hearing what's going on out of the camp of, of Indianapolis, you know, with Reich, the head coach, and, and Luck, uh, you know, especially what we've seen. I know and there was references, you know, a few days ago about Kevin Durant. And what happened to KD, 
and it ended up going down to his Achilles. You know, if you listen to some of the stuff that that uh, Luck's saying, saying there's no pain around that area, but, but you know, it, these things connect your lower leg from your calf to your Achilles to your ankle, and the quarterback is always pivoting, is always backstepping, always you know, mm. and the way he throws and the way he moves. I mean, there's a lot of footwork, you know, as you know, involved. So. You know, he's basically saying that uh, he didn't improve feeling-wise, pain-wise. You know, that's what Luck's saying. Um, and he, but he doesn't want to go through what he went through with, with you know, what, in 2016 and 2017. So, you know, I can't blame the guy. So I guess he wants to take his time, and, they, and, they should, and they're taking their time with him. Yeah, be patient but, with him. Yeah, and you should be. I mean, it's early, but I don't know. I, I feel like we have seen this recently, maybe because the Kevin Durant thing so fresh. Would athletes, would a lower, like a calf thing, where it's more than just a calf thing. That's what I'm worried about. For right, and uh, okay, so, yeah, and I don't I don't know that answer, right? And only the doctors or the Indianapolis culture luck know, right, if it's more than just a calf thing. I'm right, going to go right. on what we know now, right? And it's just a, quote-unquote, recovery from a calf strain. Right, uh, right. And they're being careful with it. Um, you know, we said at the time, Taz, different in terms of the stress that you do put on your lower leg basketball to the basketball to the National Football League. Right, right. A li- you know, a little bit different in terms of the, the, the explosion. We saw when, you know, when Kevin Durant's Achilles exploded, right? And yeah. you saw it kind of, and there's the, if you hop online, you can see the slow-mo video right. and actually see the Achilles tendon rolling up. Um, you know, he was making a, you know, an explosive move. He faked a jumper, right. was make, planted, was making an explosive move, and was trying to make a move to the basket. Plus, I mean, you're clearly running a lot more in the NBA than than you right. are in, in the National uh, Football uh, League. So, and just to interrupt you for a second, there's all two other things that are important. The playing surface, obviously. You're playing in a hardwood as opposed to a softer surface where a football player is playing on. And also, the, the circumference of someone's calf is important. And Andrew Luck's calf... The thickness and the muscularity and the circumference compared to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's got calves like like a pencil, you know. Where you yep. know this guy here, Luck, does he? He's got some pretty good, you know, you know, uh, wheels on him for a, for a quarterback. So um, I'm just saying, like, you know, we, we you know we've seen this a little bit here. So it's something I think they got to really keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I mean, my concern level right now is is not all that high. I I, I I'm I think they're just being careful with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I do think that they're just making sure they don't want to have them. You know, the, the previous injury was a shoulder injury. We know he didn't have the same velocity on the football last year than he did a year ago. Um, uh, than he did the, the previous time that we saw him in the National Football League after sitting out an entire year. So a little bit different when you look at it. But, um, you know, I, I'm hoping that they're just being careful with him. Here's Frank Reich, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Take a listen. Whatever the player feels, you have to respect that, especially a guy that's been around. This isn't a guy who's this isn't his first rodeo. So um, we know he's tough. We know he can play with pain, but we got to be smart right now. How about Andrew Luck? Let's hear him. Cut six, uh, talking about his injury. The nature of it is is, is a calf strain. And I say lower leg because I feel pain in my ankle area uh, and, and calf strain. And I guess I'll get a little specific. I, I've had images and x-rays and, and everything, and my Achilles is not at an extra risk. There is no tear or swelling in there or anything that's indicated. Yeah, and, and he <laughs> talked about the fact that when he comes back, Taz, he wants to make sure he, he's 100% and can give his team everything he's got. Cut seven. It's a calf strain, and we're on our feet a lot, and I know to be the best quarterback I want to be, to help this team like I want to help him, I, I can't be – I'm not looking for average. And if I'm going out here 
with pain, I'll be average. I, I, I will feel like an average quarterback, and I'll, I'll be an average quarterback. That's not good enough for me. That's not good enough for this club. Yeah, it's not. And, and Taz, they kind of learned from the past, right? Because Andrew Luck played hurt a lot and played in a pain a right. lot early right. on in his career and took a beating a lot early on in his career, whether it be rib or chest or whatever it might have been. Obviously, he was dealing with the shoulder discomfort before he had the surgery. So he dealt with a lot of pain and continued to roll out there, and and they did not uh, protect the asset. Now, under new leadership, right, with Ballard as the general manager, with Reich as the head coach, they're handling these injuries a lot differently and understanding the asset that they do have in Andrew Luck, which is smart. And you hope. Now, he talked about the fact of being in pain. It's a calf strain. That's not a good sign, so it would raise the concern level even more. It's not a case of them just keeping him out because they want to protect him. He's dealing with the fact that he's got some discomfort. It feels like if he hits the practice field and training camp with any sort of discomfort, he's not going to be able to play the level that he wants right. to play at. Well, he did. He was at practice. He just didn't practice. He did throw. He did some throwing. That That's what the reports were at, at the Colts camp. So he did throw a little bit, but he didn't practice. So big difference. You know, you, you, you know, you're planting and you're just throwing as opposed to taking shotguns or taking snaps on the center or, or doing drills, you know, so... You know, it's smart, and I agree with you. It is smart what the Colts are doing. There's no reason to rush this thing, and, uh, you know, I, I don't – I mean, I, I think at this point, a guy like Andrew Luck, and, you know, his expertise on that offense and as a legitimate quarterback, yeah, there's been concerns. as this guy injury prone. I got that. But as far as his in- intellect and his ability to run an offense, you don't, he, you don't have to worry about him getting tons of reps. My point in long form is if he's not practicing with the team that much during the preseason – I mean, the offseason, like now, no big deal. I mean, if you're Frank yeah, Reich, it comes, it's not a big deal. You know? Yeah, I just want to make sure he's healthy for week right, one. exactly. Right? I mean, that's, that's the biggest key, key right? You need this guy big time. Well, let's head down to South Beach next, Taz, and the Miami Dolphins. Here's their head coach, Brian Flores, talking about the quarterback competition. Who leads the way? I would say from a quarterback standpoint, you know, it's pretty clear to me that Ryan Fitzpatrick is, 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 is uh, leading the way. Um, I think he's done that uh, in a lot of areas from, you know, leadership to production on the field to uh, in the meeting rooms and the walkthroughs. I mean, and, and here is Fitz talking about the fact of being a leader uh, and taking control of that franchise. Take a listen. I think I've become better at that. I think I've just become become more comfortable in that role. And so, uh, you know, I, I try to do my best and be myself and hopefully, you know, guys decide that they want to follow that. And it's something that's worked well for me in the past. And listen, I mean, the the any kind of uh, shine that was on the star of Josh Rosen is, is gone. I mean, you're in you're in practice, and if you're reading, you know, stuff on with guys at Dolphin practice, where you know he's kind of becoming checkdown Charlie with Josh Rosen, where mm-hmm. he's not throwing into tight windows, not throwing guys open. Uh, you know, looks a little bit hesitant in in the in the pocket. Uh, in some of these passing drills for the Miami Dolphins. And to really nobody's surprise, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick steps into a scenario, Taz, where he's got nothing to lose, right? I mean, uh, first-year head coach and Brian Flores, right? We know that he's had success, had success success up in Buffalo initially, had success with the Jets initially, has had success in Tampa Bay, and now he's down in Miami. I would imagine that if he's going mano-a-mano against a guy like Josh Rosen, you know, Fitzpatrick is going to work his rear end off. Mm-hmm. The thing with Fitzpatrick is initially he has success and then he fails uh, yeah, and crashes uh, immediately. Not immediately, over the course of time. That's why I'm not I'm not so quick to say, I might be the only one to say this, but I don't really care. I'm not so quick to say that the stock is dropping for Josh Rosen in my mind. I wouldn't give up on him just yet. 
I, I, you know, listen, they both come in there into the Dolphins system. It's everything's new. It's new to both quarterbacks, to Fitzpatrick and to Rosen. Okay, big difference between these two cats. I mean, you know, Fitzpatrick has a plethora of experience. I mean, years. He's been. He started. He came in the league. I think like 2006 or something like that. He's been around a while. Been around a long time. So he's been in a lot of systems. He knows what he's doing. You know, he's got a lot of experience. So he could pick up a system. He's also a Harvard graduate. So he's a pretty sharp guy. Now, you know, <laughs> that also plays into it too. And I'm not saying Josh Rose is not smart because he is. I, the thing is, I do think that it takes a little bit. It's going to take a little more time, I think, for Rosen to learn the system. But you know. Um, I think you make a good point that the history shows with Fitzpatrick. Things start out great. Fitzmagic Jones, next thing you know, it's like, you know, a few weeks in, it's like, all right, next. You know, so that's that's where Josh Rosa comes in. So, I don't know. I mean, I... I, I yeah, I mean, I'll bite the apple. I, I'm yeah. concerned about Rosen right. in terms of um, down in Miami, Taz. I'm not, I'm not telling you he's not talented. Uh, you know, the reports out of Arizona were not great in terms of the work ethic. Um, you know, there was concern about him being a leader out at UCLA and stepping into an NFL locker room and being that kind of a guy. Uh, Fitzpatrick has already shown you the capability. I'm not telling you if Fitzpatrick is the answer in any way, shape, or form. I'm a little concerned when you go and... So, hold on. Let me get this straight. Let yeah. me interrupt you. So, for a few days into camp, you are you feel like Rosen, this this when thing's I'm, not going to work out. When, when, when someone compares Josh Rosen to Chad Henney, that's not a favorable comparison. I didn't hear it. When did this happen? Well, that was a guy that uh, that covers the Dolphins, Omar Kelly, if okay. you hop on Twitter, right. uh, compared him to Chad Henney. Yeah, I don't follow him. Um, so follow. when when guys around the Dolphins are, are making that kind of a comparison, yeah, I'd, I'd be a little concerned uh, about Josh Roos. I hear you. Well, I mean, that, that, would be the, that would be the issue to me. Now, listen, he's got time to make up for it. He, he's certainly got a world of ability, Taz. Uh, but, you know, Arizona gave up on him right quick. Uh, as an organization, they were. I know they had a change in leadership. I get that, uh, but they couldn't wait to get a new quarterback into the fold. And and it wasn't like teams were kicking the Arizona, kicking down the door out oh, no, Arizona I, listen, to get I, Josh Rosen aboard. <laughs> Dude, I'm not Josh Rosen's advocate. I'm not saying that. I'm oh, just no, saying. I'm not saying you, know, I'm not I mean, saying you no. are. I, I just. I'm surprised. I gotta be honest with you, Taz. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he's not more impressive for the Miami Dolphins. I don't I'm, disagree with that. I'm surprised I, that he's not a guy that's kind of lighting it up down there in South Beach. I, that, to me, I'm surprised that Ryan Fitzpatrick at this stage of his career, where I look at Fitzpatrick as a backup quarterback, is in all likelihood going to be the starter week one for the Miami Dolphins. I'm surprised by that. I didn't think I didn't think Josh Rosen would crash like this. I, I just didn't. I thought when the Miami Dolphins acquired him, I thought he'd be the starter without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, me week too. One. Me too. I I'm on the same page as you. I thought the same thing. But you know, I I'm just saying it takes time to people learn systems. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I don't. <laughs> I mean, beat writers can do it. People cover, you know, teams or whatever. And I understand they stay with these teams. They have an expertise on the team. I get it. But I know this much that when players go into a new system, some players can catch on to the system quicker than others. Especially as a quarterback, you're a game. You're the boss. You're the game manager. You're the, you're the, the general on the field. So if you don't know that system, you're not, you know, if you're not locked fully in intellectually in that system, your physicality. Throwing the ball the right way to the right guy, but knowing the right guy to hit, knowing who's open. You're, you're thinking too much. You're not going to perform as well. You're going. You, you, I just think that comparing Josh Rosen right now, early in camp, with Fitzpatrick, two brand new systems with a brand new head coach in Flores with the Dolphins, 
Oh, this is an all-brand-new deal. They're trying to figure this thing out down there. They find the offensive line coach, Flaherty, after three practices, four practices. I mean, so they're trying to figure it out. My point is, you got a guy with a lot of experience at quarterback, okay, who can get a new playbook and figure it out pretty quick because he's done it a whole bunch in his career compared to a kid who he was in college a couple of years ago. You know, he was. And, you know, and, and got his confidence completely destroyed with the Cardinals because of the whole Kyler Murray thing. So I mean, the kids probably shook in general because he, he was made he was he was made to look like a punk. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I I look at a guy that's. I guess I sound like his advocate. Well, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I, I sound. He sounds. Uh, yeah. I I don't I don't know if I buy all of that. I mean, I oh. I look at I look at him as. Um, I my concern level for Rosen. But what is, don't you buy? Was his confidence destroyed? Wouldn't you think his confidence? Um, I mean, destroyed's a stretch. But I, I mean, mean, destroyed is. I mean, Taz, I, I, I said it's a stretch. Yeah. Would you would you say his confidence was a, was affected? Yeah, publicly, but he also you know, went to a new situation. He's been there for a while. No, I know it's that. Not like but, they acquired but, him yesterday. But he was the Cardinals' number one pick. Sure, he goes in with all this hype, right? With all those excellent quarterbacks that came out a couple of years ago, and he's the guy who flopped. He flopped under Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, and no one expected that. It came out of Louisville. My point is his conf- Okay, I'll ask it in question form. Do you feel like Rosen's confidence? I don't think Arizona has anything to do with this. Okay, so then you, your your answer sounds like his confidence is fine and dandy after what happened well, in Tyrus, Arizona. He's in a new scenario. I know he's he is. Not but a, I mean, he's he's a you know he's a professional athlete. He's a young guy. I know, but I know Taz, he's a professional athlete. I mean, he's a young those guy. that have been around Josh Rosen say confidence is not an issue. I, but but but. No, I understand that. He's, I, 20, he's a, 22 years old. I know he's now, hold, young. Now, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I don't care who you talk to, writers, reporters. They, you, right. you, you can, hold on. You can't measure, you know, if the psychology of a player. If a kid is insecure, for argument's sake, and he's insecure in his own play, sometimes the defense mechanism, he comes off as overconfident. And he comes off as arrogant because that's a defense I'm not, mechanism. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling I'm you that. I'm not a psychiatrist, he, but he I'm just saying. Taz, but I'll put it to this way. Do you think if I take um, if I take franchise quarterback A, say I take Sam Darnold. Okay. And throw him into a new scenario where he's going up against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick is beating out Sam Darnold? It's a tough question. That's a very tough question. I, I can't I just answer I don't that. See that. I, mean, I, I can't. I, I can't answer the question because yeah. no, because it, it, you know I, it's, it's, all the, specula- it's all about the system, the new system. I, and I don't feel like Josh Rosen's going against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Josh Rosen is going against the playbook. Fitzpatrick's going against the play. They're trying to learn the. I get why you're saying that. I know why you're saying I, I'm that. I'm talking about the fact of either you have it or you don't. Well, I I, I look at quarterbacks. I, I look at quarterbacks where it's like either you know you you know kind of initially early on Taz that either guy's got that quality or he doesn't. I'm not telling you the system doesn't play or you need talent around you and you need an offensive line. I mean, there's a number of ways that you can go about doing it, Taz, but. I mean, if someone came up to you over the course of the next day and say, I'm concerned about Josh Rosen, I mean, you, you would have every right to say, yeah, I can understand why you'd be he's concerned gotta, about Josh Rosen. He's got to reprove himself. Well, of course he does. And, and he, he didn't handle himself well out in Arizona. 
You know, he the work ethic. Early 20s. He makes has the, work ethics, work ethic. <laughs> I, Moose, I know yeah, work I mean, ethics, work ethic. But I'm just telling you, as a father of a kid 20 years old, and you'll see when your kids get older, they they, they go through things at that age where they, they do things that are a little bit weird and they act weird and the work ethic and all that, it, 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 it all can but be affected. I'm well, just letting you know no, no, that. No, but we're also talking about a different thing. We're talking about a guy that gets drafted in the first round right. where people had concerns about whether or not he was passionate about football, I whether or not he could lead men right. in the National we talked Football about League, a whole right? Sure, I remember, so yeah. little to no leadership qualities in Arizona, right. and the reports out of Arizona was his, he did not go above and beyond with his work ethic. Right, right. You right. know, I, I've never met your son. Right. Right? Right. We've talked about your son. I do know this, right? If your son was drafted in the, the first round by the Arizona Cardinals, right. I do know this. I know your son, day and night, would be working his rear end off to be the best quarterback he could possibly be or be the best defensive back he could possibly be, whatever position he, he's playing, he would, he to would. be possibly that he could he be. That. The work ethic would be there would. because we've talked about it. I've never met your son. This right, is only, right. But I know this. I know that work ethic is inherent in your son, right? Yes. I don't believe that work ethic is inherent in Josh Rosen. And you could be That's right. the concern level I, I have with Rosen. I appreciate the compliment about my son, well, but, but, you, you but could it, be right, it's though. the truth. You could but be it's right. because I, I, I think either you have it or you don't. I mean, people could talk about it, you know, all, it's not just in sports; it's in life as well, where right. people feel like they should be handed something. Oh, well, they I know. step out of college, right, right, right. and there's, oh, an, so there's entitlement, of right. course. Right, and, yeah. and that's that's the problem you have when where I look at, at Josh Rosen and our, uh, you know whether it be Arizona or now Miami. I would be I would look at the way it ended in Arizona, Taz, and if I was a first round pick, I would be angry. Yeah. I'd be angry yeah. to the point where I'd work my rear end off morning, noon, and night. It becomes motivation. Play, motivation. Motivation. Right. I want to prove Arizona wrong. I sure. want to prove all the people Everybody that, wrong. that yeah. I want to prove all the people that knocked me wrong. I am going to be a great quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. And Taz, when he steps into camp and he's not lighting it up down there initially, early on, and you're seeing these stories coming out of Miami. I look at it as being concerning let me, let me I don't you, know if he learned it. But is he not lighting it up? I, I mean, maybe it's a rhetorical question. You might notice, you might not. I don't know the answer. But is he not lighting it up in drills, or is he not lighting it up in running the offense? See, that's. I just want you to think about my question because yeah. there's a big difference there. Now, if he's not lighting it up in drills, then I'm with you. Then I'm completely with you. Well, I, th- I think it's it's a combination of both. I just saw reports on on some of the passing drills, some of the seven on sevens, where he, he was kind of thrown. Every, everything was checked out. That's all. Right now, you understand what I mean, like because I when what you, you have mean. to think a yeah, lot, no, no, your I, physicality. When you're is, looking at seven on seven drills, Taz. Well, usually a quarterback that played Division one football and you're you know at a high level, yeah, seven you should be able to drills. handle seven on seven drills. Right. I, mean, I usually, don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah. usually in those you're like eleven of fifteen. Right. Right. Eleven of thirteen. You know, usually one quarter. You're not dumping it off right. to the running back. Right. No, no, I hear you. And, you know, here's what's funny. You know, I'm not a stats guy. But, you yeah. know, the thing is, uh, last year, I was just t- taking a look at this, passing yards in the NFL. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, Josh Rosen finished 29th. Okay. Yeah. Guess who finished 28th? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right, there you How go. How funny is that? That is funny. Right? They're 28th and 29th. So in, if you're a Dolphins up. fan, ugh, not right. too bright. Not too great at the <laughs> yeah, quarterback yeah. spot. Uh, there's funny. no doubt. All yeah. right, um, let's head out to uh, Arizona, shall we? Rosen's old stomping ground. 
How about Cliff Kingsbury? You want to talk about a guy that's got a lot of time on his oh, hands, yes. right? He's got a, a new quarterback, right? Yep. The uh, the failure at Texas Tech is now running an NFL team, right? Mr. Uh, Mr. Good-looking yeah. out in Arizona. A little bit bothered by the way that he looks on the Madden game. Take a listen. It's funny you bring that up because I had seen a bunch of guys kind of getting in their feelings about their ratings. And then somebody sent me a picture of what I look like on there. And then... <laughs> And I, so I want to get adjusted on looks rating. So I was, I was, I look like uh, I'm on The Walking Dead in that picture. But so yeah, I apologize to any of those players that I thought, hey, it's just a video game. Why are you upset? Because I saw my picture on there, and I'm not pleased with where we're at. So we had to work on that. Well, he's, uh, listen, Kingsbury is a very good looking guy, right? But right, he is. In the in this photo, Mr. in the six video, pack. He, yes, he's he's. They gave like dark rings under his eyes. He looks like. He's been out on a like a just he's been out all night. Yeah, a looks lot like of he's nights. been like in a rave. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it it does not look, look like him. It doesn't look like him. At and all. in and it, which is surprising, Taz, because as the graphics have gotten better and better, yeah, and the systems have gotten better and better, the the people look even more <laughs> lifelike as compared to now. You know, twenty years ago, you can understand. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is joking around about the way that he looks on on the Madden game. But yeah. now you look at it. He looks. It doesn't. Look, it doesn't look like him. No, so doesn't. I can understand that. But you know, the gra- very now, confident I, I, himself. I, I, oh yeah, he should be. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but if it, listen, like the thing with the Madden game, I haven't played the new Madden game, so I, I wouldn't know. Like, I've not the played the new Madden game. I just did some of the screenshots online, but you know, yeah, the graphics have gotten better over the years. They were amazing. You know, when players were in helmets. You know, but for years, I used to play the, the uh, NCAA college football game, and and I played uh, Madden for years and all that stuff. I told you, I won Super Bowls with the Madden. You know that. Uh, we've talked about this, yeah. but anyway, um, the coaches always the season long Super Bowls, season long Super Bowls oh. for the Cincinnati. I don't know why, but I had the Bengals. I told okay. you the story. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the coaches always looked horrible on the side. Then they always, but you know, if a guy had a helmet on, they can make him look great. You know, now you to your point, you would think that all these years later that they would have this down, but you know, Kingsbury doesn't look like Kingsbury. By now, the way, you know what he's called? Now they call him K two. You know who K one is. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Murray, because he was number one. K one. How K2. annoying is that? K one, K two. Well, I imagine it's that's it's annoying because of the two Ks. Correct, Cliff right. Kingsbury, because right. he's so cool. Cliff now, is not spelled with a C; it's spelled with a K. Now, if yeah, that's correct. right, that's correct. Now, yeah. the other thing that got me thinking: I think he might be the only coach in the NFL that would ever comment on the way that he looks in the Madden game. I don't picture Andy Reid doing this. No, nope. You know what I mean? Bill Belichick. <laughs> no. Uh, John Gruden. Jay Gruden. Well, he, I could, not Jay Gruden. John Gruden, I could see maybe saying something, but it, it would be funny. I it could see him doing something. It would be funny with his accent, but right? But to your point, though, no, he's well, not. I mean, he's, this guy's he, handsome Jones. It's, well, it's he's a good looking guy, yeah, yeah. right? And that's a major attribute. And K2. he's the only guy that I think would probably, I mean, maybe, you're right, maybe John Gruden would. He would uh, say something funny. You <laughs> that know he would say that something. might be the only, you think Brian Flores? Uh, no, I think he. he Man, uh, nah, run up and down the line. I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, who, Mike who, Tomlin? Uh, John Harbaugh? I want to see Adam Gaze on here with the eyes on the Madden. That's what I want to see. Well, Chris, the beard. Jones. Now he's got the beard, he's got the beard and beard. everything. Well, you know yeah, why he got the beard Gaze to hide the eyes? About that? Adam Gaze grew the beard to hide his eyes. Well, he wears the so. hat. He's got the he's got the 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 tilted brim. As soon as he was wearing a mask to hide his Over eyes, he's wearing a Ray Mysterio he, mask. He looks much better with his with his hat on than he does without the hat. Oh wow, sleep. But that's where Kingsbury's got to... I'd be a little concerned about Arizona. Don't focus on the Madison game. I mean, and your looks on the Madison game. <laughs> I know. Focus funny. on winning football games. <laughs>
Handsome Jones. I mean, right. but he's a good-looking guy. He's he a very good-looking guy. He doesn't need the Madden game to prove it. When you look like that, you don't do radio. Let's put it that way. 855 It's Taz and the Moose on this Wednesday morning. There you go. Your trip around the National Football League. Uh, we call it the campgrounds right here. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio is toll-free line, brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Matt Chatham, we'll talk a little Pats, will join us uh, next hour, just running around some of the training camps uh, in the National Football League. And one we did not hit upon before we welcome Bogus in here, Taz. How about John Gruden out there in Oakland with the Raiders? Uh, he's impressed by, uh, by a quarterback. Who is that quarterback? Take a listen. This Nate Peterman is growing on me. He's, uh, uh, he's athletic. I know he's had some nightmare performances in the NFL. But when you watch a film, you can see why. Uh, it's not all his fault. Uh, but he's got some talent. He's got some athleticism. He has some experience. Here's an opening day starter for the Buffalo Bills last year. I take that very serious. And he's smart. Uh, he's done a good job. He's been consistent. And I think he's starting to get his confidence back. And we all need that. Took him two yeah. years. Well, there you go. Nate Peterman. Uh, yeah. Good for uh, Peterman coming back. Mm. Bounce you know what? I, I, hey, I tip my cap to Coach Gruden for, for putting over his players and, and being positive, and that's a good message. And and you better hope, Coach, that you don't have to put him in the game. <laughs> As a Bills fan, I'm telling you, well, stay clear of Nate. I, I do. <laughs> yeah, one thing, and, and Taz, I, I don't. You know, we saw his failures, and you know, he said it was not all of his fault. Here's one thing I feel good for Peterman is this: um, he's been able to bounce back. Right, so you think about the individual. I don't know. Sometimes I kind of get caught in the weeds with this thing. I think about the guy, right? The personality, yeah. uh, the individual, long term, fifteen, twenty years from now, right? Where we all joked around about Peterman coming in and when's the next interception? Every time, you know, he's yeah. Mister Int. Um, so I do feel good that he's been able to bounce back, you know, and kind of put that experience with Buffalo behind him. Um, and have a good you know, initial start to his training camp with the Oakland Raiders. That's that well, where I feel good for him a little I bit. I do, too. And this is what we talked in the last segment about Josh Rosen, about confidence and how confidence can be shooken. And, you know, he's a couple years older than Nate Peterman than, than Josh. He's about three years older than him. And there's a little more maturity between a 22-year-old and 25-year-old. So maybe he was able to use some of that maturity and bounce back. You know, maybe he'll do a good job in a backup role for, for the Raiders. Who knows? I, yeah. I, I don't wish no bad on the kid. No, I know you don't. I know you don't. He's a disaster. I'm I mean, glad listen. he's not with the Bills anymore. Yeah, I can tell I get you that. It. No, I, I understand <laughs> that. I just uh, – and, and good for him. And, and the last guy you'd think you'd hear Gruden rip off uh, saying he was impressed by would be Nate Peterman. But there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's – yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know I, if that says a lot about the Raiders. Imagine or... Antonio Brown dealing with him if he was a star. Right, exactly. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Dude, that would be something, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Life would be a lot easier for Nate Peterman throwing him the football, though. It's <laughs> no. not like the Bills had Antonio Brown. If threw 15 feet behind him, I could just pitch a, uh, you know, AB. That would be a massive problem. Oh, I mean, Mr. Pitcher. Oh, my God. He would chirp like no chirping ever. Well, no we'll see what Josh like Allen ever. does this year. Yeah. <laughs> my guy. So, I, hey, listen. I'm confident. I, I, I got to go in optimistic. I'm going to be confident. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, you know, he's, 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 he's not, uh, you know, he's... 
Look, he's not he's Tom not, Brady. We know that. He's, he's never going to be a Tom Montana Brady. With no, that he's, accuracy. he's not Jim Kelly. I, I know, but you know what? You know, he can throw far and long, and he can run good. Mm. Um, just, <laughs> he's got to put like ten receivers in the area from the throw. Yeah, maybe it. one will catch it. Maybe right. Maybe maybe he'll hit one of them in the yeah, chest. Well, yeah, it's it. not exactly like we have great receivers. I'm looking forward to seeing Beasley though. We got Cole Beasley, so I like him. Yeah, so, Beasley will be good. He's motivated. The Cowboys, he to get paid like by him. the Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys said thanks for no thanks. I like him. Zay Jones, jury's still out on him. He didn't. Yeah, last year I don't want to get told back at the whole well, podcast. It's been a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, it's been, been a disappointment. He has been. Wow, from what they expected. Yeah. So what's up, Andrew? How you doing, buddy? Here I am. Got lost again. Now here's your report. Sponsored by Wrangler Outdoor pants and shirts made with durable fabrics, moisture management, and UPF 30 protection. Wrangler Outdoor clothing with outdoor credibility and everyday versatility. Try them on today. The Pirates snapped their nine-game losing streak. Yasiel Puig traded during the game, but neither the lead story from last night in Cincinnati. Here comes Amir Garrett. He's leaving the mound. He wants a piece of somebody. Amir Garrett takes a swing and gets a punch. The Pirates' bench is emptied. Amir Garrett went flying. They are hitting each other all over the place. This is not usually. This is a real fight. And it was just (laughs) beginning. Greg Brown, Pirates Radio, Amir Garrett had been chirping with the Pirates dugout while pitching the top of the ninth. No. Reds. Sorry. No, no, I, I got to say this. I'm very surprised. And I'm happy. No one. We heard of no injuries from this fight. And I'm glad. This is bad knuckles, dudes. Okay. When you go bad knuckles, these are guys. He's a, he's a big athlete. He's, mm. It's a bad knuckles deal. These guys are all just foam punches. They're, you know, there's, there's huddles of fights. There's little you know pods of fights. They're called pig piles. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> no, but dude, and like this, that no one, you know, no one, no one left there with, with a you know strawberry under their eye or lost a tooth or I a saw one nose. dude bleeding. Oh, did you? Uh, Rick Exton, who is I think David Exton's brother, is the Pirates' hitting coach, and mm. he got run over in the first wave of players coming together. <laughs> run over, and uh, he had a, he had a, some blood rolling down his left cheek. I think like a trampling. Yeah, he was trying to stop somebody, and a bigger coach from the Reds ran right over him. <laughs> And then there was just, you know, a mess of people on top. And he got, got up, trucked. jersey ripped, untucked, and a little trickle of blood coming down his cheek. You oh. know, but I feel like a lot of the punches thrown don't really, you know, a lot of them don't land clean. Those that you remember do. I mean, Ryan, Nolan Ryan, Robin Ventura, uh, Daryl Strawberry, mm-hmm. and uh, Armando Benitez. You mentioned Ray Knight being another one. I mean, they're... You know, but a lot of the punches that are being thrown look worse than they really are because yeah. there's just so many bodies. Correct. There's so many people. So Correct. you look at look at that haymaker and it, it doesn't land anywhere. Right, it, right. it gets blocked or it hits the shoulder True. or what might be. I mean, we all remember those that do land where yeah. guys all of a sudden, you know, get drilled, Taz. But you mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, guys are throwing bare knuckles, but it's not like a, a you know, a street fight where it's like five guys. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, two teams, you're talking about nearly, you know, 55, 60 people on the field, and if you don't land it initially, there's so many bodies that come, it's difficult to then all of a sudden start just drilling somebody. You've got to really watch the sucker punch. That's because it's it could be a sucker punch without even meant to be a sucker punch because there's so... You're just hitting and swinging. Right, because Anything the guy's the throwing, he might not be intending to hit correct, that person. Correct, right. Correct. Yeah, correct. You got to watch when you're hit by your own mm. teammate because it's just so many. And these are big guys. People are really oh, baseball yeah. players are big guys. They're not little guys. That's true. You know, so it's. Um, well, Garrett's 6'5. Puig's a big boy. Puig, I mean, they're, Puig, they are. Yeah. They are I mean, you're talking about guys. Yeah. And. And Puig's insane, too. Oh, yeah, no, he's crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, he's, I love him. I've, I've loved him when he was with the Dodgers. I love him. 
Tweak Jones, I call him. Yeah, no. So, yeah, it's good that no one got hurt bad. I mean, no one got hurt hurt. You besides call him the Tweak Jones? Tweak Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, correct. It's just a better name than Yashiel Preeg. So, in all got that wrong. eight <laughs> people, including Puig Jones, got tossed last <laughs> night. Reds manager David Bell was already ejected for arguing a called strike against Puig in the eighth inning. He came back on the field so angry at Clint Hurdle, the Pirates manager, because one of his pitchers again threw at a red he got head. His ass whooped by Clint Hurdle in that headlock takedown. I'm well, that, that, right that wasn't Hurdle. That was that. I, oh, that really? might have been Rick Eckstein again, who got then that wasn't tackled. Hurdle? No, he never got to Hurdle. Somebody else tackled oh, David Bell. I gave yeah. all this credit in segment one. Yeah, yeah, I know. My people gave no, me one info. Hurdle didn't tackle I even tackle had a video him. breakdown. There was, it was I, did, wrong, I did give you a video breakdown. I was break. the wrong guy. I was the wrong guy. It was, it was a different pirate. Uh, whoever did that had some wrestling ability. He knew how to do uh, keep a guy down with a headlock. So. so all of this dates back to April when Derek Dietrich admired a home run, angering the Pirates. He was thrown out again last night by Keone Kella. Pittsburgh won the game 11-4. That ends that nine-game skid. And Puig is going to Cleveland, along with Padres outfielder Fran Mil Reyes and lefty Logan Allen. San Diego gets Reds top prospect Taylor Trammell, since he ends up with righty Trevor Bauer. The Braves got reliever Chris Martin from the Rangers yesterday for minor league pitcher Kobe Allard. The trade deadline is to mountain time this afternoon. Back on the field last night, Atlanta an 11-8 win in Washington. We just say Eastern here. Pushing there. I, people are listening all across this fine country. Uh, well, we're on the air live every day, 6 Eastern. Everybody yes. else, figure it out. Yeah, four Mountain, three Pacific, yeah, figure one it out. Hawaiian, you live, you figure it out. <laughs> yes. seven in like Nova Scotia. Six Eastern. Hawaii. Uh, the Cardinals oh, alone atop the NL Central this morning after downing the Cubs 2-1. Matt Olson took Josh Hader deep, bottom 10. The A's beat the Brewers 3-2. Arizona 4-2 win at Yankee Stadium. Bengals wide out A.J. Green now expected to miss multiple regular season games due to the left ankle injury he suffered on Saturday. Green had surgery yesterday morning. And the city of Calgary approved funding for a new arena for the Flames yesterday. The team in the city is supposed to split the $550 million price tag. Mm. Guys? Thank you, Andrew. We'll continue to run around the National Football League. We're going to head back out to Arizona because the early impressions of their rookie signal caller, Kyler Murray, from one veteran Cardinal, he likes them. We'll explain. You'll hear it. We'll do that next. Taz Moose on this Wednesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. So out to Arizona we go. How about uh, the first training camp for rookie and first overall draft choice, Kyler Murray, a Heisman Trophy winner coming out of Oklahoma, Cliff Kingsbury, enamored with him when he was head coach at Texas Tech, and they decide to go in that direction uh, with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Been there, done that. We discussed that at the time. Now training camps are open how has Murray looked so far in training camp? Let's hear from the future Hall of Famer. Here's Larry Fitzgerald. Well, I've never seen a quarterback come in so quickly and be able to command an offense. I mean, from day one, he's out there checking the different plays, sliding the line, different protections, getting us in screens where blitzes come in. I mean, so his his understanding of the offense is like it's crazy. I mean, from day one, and I think that's going to give us a, a great advantage. You know, it'll play fast from the first preseason game all the way to the start of the regular season, and you know, giving him the keys to the car and letting him go is uh, is going to be great for us. 
Yeah, so yeah. that's exactly what you want to hear if you're a Cardinal wow. fan waking up early here on this Wednesday morning listening to Tass and the Moose is what you heard from Fed Sherald yesterday, courtesy of the NFL Network. Uh, impressed by the command that Murray has of the playbook, being able to play fast, being able to uh, you know have an understanding of where guys need to be. Uh, early impressions, good ones out in Arizona. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I could have sworn, I don't know if we talked about it here, if I read it somewhere during the week. I think Kingsbury talked to Lincoln Raleigh a little bit at Oklahoma, kind of get some input from him on different uh, stuff to help, like for, for offensively, to, for to be more comfortable and better for Murray. Could have sworn I read that somewhere. You might well, be right. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really. I mean, it would be smart for him to do so. Sure, sure. Yeah. So my point is just to poke holes and be nitpicky for a second. You know, I mean, yeah. So if that is the case, I know I read that somewhere. Kyler Murray, uh, he's comfortable because he's probably working within a system similar to what he did at, at OU. You know, if, uh, if Riley and Kingsbury, uh, uh, they have connections, they're friends, and, you know, I'm sure he's getting help from them. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I read it somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that you're gonna. There's gonna be things that are familiar. I mean, they're they're similar offenses, right? Yeah, right. So, that's but I don't I mean. think he's taking Lincoln Riley's offense and putting. In no, the, no, I, maybe I implied that. I, I agree with you. I don't think he's doing that either. I mean, so I mean, there might be a player two that is similar in nature, Taz. But I mean, it's gonna be the Kingsbury offense. I listen. I, I give. You know, I, I think the preparedness for, for Kyler Murray, I'll, I'll give him credit. Now, whether or not his size uh, is a determining factor about ultimately about his success, uh, we'll find out. We'll find you know, because he's a very, very small quarterback. Um, and, um, you know, we, we know it, it led to, you know, no downturn in production collegially at Oklahoma. We'll see what it does here in the National Football League with the Arizona Cardinals, but yeah, I would imagine that he had conversations with Lincoln Riley about what he's effective at doing and and everything like that. But uh, to step in and have the command that he's had early on, the early impressions. I mean, that's you know, that's what you want to see from a number one overall pick, right? I mean, because it would be concerning if Paul Coles and say, "Well, if it's the other way around, you'd be alarmed." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald was coming out and being like, "He's lost." Right. Right. Yeah. No. There's little be a to problem, no yeah. command. Has no idea what he's doing with the football. I and mean, then you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, "What? Yeah." Excuse I mean, me. Listen, as long as they <laughs> right. No, you're right. As long as they're putting, as long as they're putting, you know, Murray in position, and which they're gonna, Kingsbury's gonna do that. He, he wanted this kid so bad. I mean, they're gonna put him in positions to to have his lack of height, you know, to, to play to his advantage for now. You know, just get him on the move. You know, he's, this is not a prototypical straight drop back, straight drop back quarterback here. We know that. So, you know, it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out once they're playing in real games with this kid here, because um, we'll see. I mean, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well, and uh, I hope the Cardinals do well. I think it's cool, but um, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I would think that everything with the Cardinals are doing right now, and it's probably smart to do it offensively is to play within any strength, hide the weaknesses and accentuate the positives of Kyler Murray. That's Kingsbury and the offensive coordinator's job. That's their job there to do that and the players around him. Because if you want to have that success with him, and Lord knows it didn't happen with Rosen when he went there, but it wasn't Kingsbury's system. So No, it, it wasn't. Um and I you know, but I look at Murray, the only to try the only knock on Murray is really, you know, the height test. So they're not gonna have him being a, a pure, you know, five right. step drop, get right, rid of the right. football no, thrown no. over that. I mean, but that's not Kingsbury's offense either. So you hope that you know, you're able to negate the size that he's able to, uh, to see the entire field, as you mentioned it, by moving around in the pocket, maybe doing some rollouts and 
and and and and everything like that, which is which is fine. Um, but I, I I look at Murray as a guy that I'm I'm intrigued because I think for a lot of smaller quarterbacks out there, if Murray's successful, you're gonna have a chance to be successful. Right. And I kind of think it's a litmus test for other guys that are coming down the line that don't have your prototypical NFL size, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, strapping, this and that, can throw the ball a country mile. You know, you got to have the arm strength that get it, Taz. But he's kind of like a test here where we've seen it where it was just Drew Brees, right? Now you've got Drew Brees and you've got Baker Mayfield. Now you're throwing Kyler Murray, who's even smaller than the other two. Now it's even more of a litmus test for other guys down the line as well that might get an opportunity to play in the National Football League. Breeze has led to other guys getting an opportunity. Mayfield's success will lead to Kyler Murray being the first right. overall pick and other guys getting an opportunity. If Murray's successful, will lead to even more guys getting an opportunity in the National Football League, which I think is pretty cool. And I hope that happens. I really do. I think it's awesome. I mean, I think that's great. I mean, to, you know, look, I, 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 from my business, <laughs> coming out of pro wrestling, I was always typecast because I wasn't as tall as everybody else. Many of us that were undersized in height, you know, and it sucked. Now it's great in wrestling because there are a plethora of guys that are under six foot and girls that are succeeding, and it's a big, big, big advantage not to be super tall anymore. So that's nice to see. I know coming up it wasn't like yeah. that, so hopefully for Kyler Murray, uh, maybe that he's setting a tone just like, like you said, Breeze did and, and, and Mayfield. Um, and Mayfield, right. So Yeah, hopefully that's the case. We'll see. It'll be fun. I mean, in any instance, they're going to be a fun team to watch, Taz. See yes, if Kingsbury can get it going and if Kyler Murray can be successful. We'll come back. Third and final hour. We'll kick it off with the three. It's Taz the Moose. CBS Sports Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.